Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday afternoon. Welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown. It is officially game week. Finally, the Ohio State Buckeyes getting ready to put the uh, the 2021 season fully in the rearview mirror as we get ready for uh, a huge opener against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Craig Heisen. Looking forward to a fun season talking Ohio State football. We'll do this every day for about 15 to 20 minutes, kind of give you the latest on what's going on in Columbus Certainly share our thoughts, our frustrations, um, basically give you our perspective on uh, on how things are going for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Craig, happy to have you, man. Looking forward to a fun year. Brendan, thanks for having me. Happy game week. It's exciting to start off with an opponent like Notre Dame. I mean, gosh, it, it's uh, for so many reasons. This is as fun as, as you could realistically hope an Ohio, uh, an Ohio State football season to start. I mean, at this point of the week, you don't know how the game is going to go. Um, you, you think you've got a good feeling, right? I mean, the line is 17 and a half here on Monday. That's a bit excessive maybe, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that too. Um, but an opponent of this magnitude, a program with this kind of tradition, maybe the two most tradition-rich programs in the country, you could certainly include those two, starting the 100th year of Ohio State football at the shoe, not the 100th year of the program, but the 100th year at Ohio Stadium, Ohio State has never opened against an opponent ranked as high as this. Game days in town. I mean, it's it's an incredible atmosphere that uh, is building up for what I, I think is going to be a lot of fun Saturday. Absolutely. The only thing that uh, is, seems to be off heading into week one is who uh, college game day selected as the guest picker. I'm not <laughs> sure where they got that with LeBron in town. you think uh, it would have been LeBron James, but hey. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I <laughs> – I got to be honest, like I'm just not a super hip dude when it comes to a lot of that stuff. I'm not like, I, you know, the music scene's not really my trend. The the I don't watch a ton of TV shows or movies. I'm not great on, you know, actors or or, or TV stars. I, I had to look up Jack Harlow. I was kind of like, I mean, I assume he would be somebody of some great standing, but I got to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar. So, you know, whatever. But uh, obviously has somebody fired up. Um, we'll see what kind of impression he makes. I would imagine it'd be less than what LeBron would make, but mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. So, um, no, look, this is, uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch this team's first impression because there are some things, Craig, that we feel so good about going into this year that maybe we've almost written off because all of our attention immediately is on Jim Knowles and the defense. What is that group going to look like? that's going to make everybody feel 
that that three of the last four years where this defense has been okay, but far substandard by Ohio State's you know standards. Um, what kind of performance can they put together to to just give fans the impression, hey, it's national championship or bust, and we know we got it on the offensive side. This is the first impression on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Everybody's looking forward to, like you said, seeing that defense for the first time. What what I'm probably most excited about, not when it happens, but uh, more so the response of the defense. If, say, Notre Dame goes down and scores that first drive, and you hear some groans from the fans like, oh, man, is this going to be – more of the same that we've seen the last couple of seasons, uh, how they respond to that, making sure that uh, Buckeye defense and the Silver Bullets are back to what a, uh, Ohio State fans are accustomed to seeing. You know, and I, I was able to ask a couple of guys this, you know, at some media availability the last few weeks, just the, the idea that, look, I know you're not focused on last year, but you played Oregon early, early in the year. You had a week to get ready for them, even though it was a challenging game. You opened with a Big Ten team last year. Um, and then things didn't go great against a pretty decent Oregon team. You know, they, they weren't elite, but Joe Moorhead's offensive game plan was outstanding. Ohio State's offense wasn't on the field as long as they would have liked. Um, the, the defense struggled a bit, and the game kind of got shortened. I'm sure after what Marcus Freeman said at his press conference today, um, he knows that they want to try to shorten the game a little bit, and they've got to run the ball effectively to do that. So I, I was able to ask some of those guys, hey, like you, you think back to what happened last year with Oregon and how much of that is fresh at all, if at all. Um, and most of them said, you know, look, we, we're not focused on last year. But we certainly didn't forget what happened. Um, and it, as a program, you don't always get second chances with loaded teams. So you try to you try to take advantage of them when you get them. Obviously, the Buckeyes got a second chance at Clemson after you know kind of having one stolen from them several years ago, and they really made it hurt uh, two football seasons back when they got them in, in the Sugar Bowl. Um, but I, I think the reality is this team is still actually using a little bit of what happened last year as uh, you know if you want to call it a revenge tour or, or redemption. I think that's that might be fair. Right. Anytime you have the the Michigan calling you soft. Uh, it's going to be a long offseason. It sounds like uh, it was in the weight room for the guys. So excited to see the defense hit the field and, and play fast. How about from the Big Ten perspective? I mean, do, do you get the impression that maybe as, as a Big Ten fan that you're looking at this game and saying, okay, you always know who the big kid on the block is, right? You, you know Ohio State's the team you got to beat every year. But I wonder how many of the other schools around the conference are kind of looking at this that's saying, hey, how good are they? Because if, if if I'm Wisconsin and I got to come to Columbus three weeks later and I see Ohio State, if they go out and whoop Notre Dame, I mean, to me, that, that puts astronomical expectations on the Buckeyes and puts the rest of the Big Ten sort of on alert. Or maybe if the Buckeyes squeak past or, you know, knock on wood, what if they lose to Notre Dame? Um, which, by the way, is plenty possible. Notre Dame's a really good team. I'm not trying to slight the Irish. I just think the Buckeyes are better. Um, I'm, I'm just interested to see how this game will be received by a lot of the other you know, fans for other schools around the league. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come down. I think they're going to take a lot of keys from what Notre Dame tries to do in terms of Marcus Freeman came out and said they're going to try to slow the game down. That's probably going to be what everybody tries to do this year. So 
Uh, they're going to see that blueprint and see that new defense and, and see how they can and keep the Ohio State's offense off the field because uh, going through the schedule and looking, not wanting to get ahead of ourselves, but looking, that's probably what most teams are going to try to do, try to, to limit uh, the possessions Ohio State has and, and keep uh, the Heisman uh, candidates that they have off the field. I mean, how do you not try to, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. nobody has proven they can stop this offense. And and I look, I realize Ryan Day has come out and said, like, hey, these guys haven't proven anything yet. New team, new year, new group. That's all That's all good and fine. Yeah, you did lose two first-round wide receivers, but you've got a guy coming back in the slot that, I mean, if he stays healthy, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a top-five pick in the NFL draft. Marvin Harrison Jr., looks unbelievable so far through training camp. Um, I think he took a huge step forward in this offseason. I can't wait to see what he does on the field with it. Emeka Igbuka is as athletic as any receiver in that room, uh, and it's fun to go back and even just watch some of his high school highlight tape because he was showing at an early age you know, just how freakish he is, uh, even though it was Marvin Harrison that I think was listed as like the number two mm-hmm. You know, most freakish athlete. <laughs> he was having some fun with that at uh, at their media uh, appearance last week. Um, and then you got Julian Fleming on the outside who, you know, by the way, don't forget about Fleming, right? If he stays healthy, mm-hmm. everybody's around uh, around the team and certainly the coaching staff has said, hey, this guy had an elite offseason. I mean, you've got Stroud coming back. You've got a solid offensive line with two guys playing tackle that should play tackle and two guys playing guard that should play guard. What a concept. Um, it just feels like the depth on the offensive side. I know Ryan Day wants to say it's unproven, but I, I don't think anybody's buying that. Right. It, and it's, it's not unproven. It's just kind of coach speak from coach day, but, uh, they know what they have on offense. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And as a fan of Ohio state, I'm excited to watch Julian Fleming. If he stays healthy, he could be that third receiver to go over a thousand yards this season. Now it's a big if, if he stays healthy, he's had some injury issues in the past, but, if he's in there, he is effective um, and could be another great weapon uh, for Ohio State. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and you know, when you think about, I don't want to call it a weakness, but I think there were times last year where maybe the Buckeyes wanted to run the ball more. And for whatever reason, situationally in the game, they just couldn't. They were either chasing the game or it was not effective um, or the passing attack was was so obviously the right thing to do at that time of the game. You know, Ryan Day's offense has obviously shown it's, high octane capability, but I really truly believe they want to have more balance and they've got the guys in the backfield to do it. Travion Henderson is the real deal. And, and Mayan Williams is, he's got to be the best backup running back in college football. And he's backing up a guy who might be the best running back in college football. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, So it's not a lack of talent. I think it, it becomes more, critical of the offensive line of, okay, you know, can you get two or maybe three yards of push before your running back gets hit on any given play on average? 
um, because we know what this offense does with its big superlative plays. I mean, Craig, how many times last year did we see a four-play, 70-yard scoring drive that took a minute and 10 seconds? Like, you can take the top off the defense in a hurry. And I, I know you can use that. I just don't think the Buckeyes want to do that unless they have to. I think they would prefer to to be a bit more balanced. Right. And I think to your point, too, the, those quick drives, yes, the defense was historically bad last season, but con- those constant uh, scoring drives that were a minute, 40 seconds, you know, that that's going to take its toll on the defense, too. So to be able to run the ball more effectively when they want to run the ball and kind of maybe slow the game down so their defense can get their breath uh, is, is something, too, that this season they probably have to be careful about because, like you said, they – by all accounts, they're going to be able to score when they want this year and have those quick hit drives, but they might need to take into account, hey, we might need to slow the game down just for a minute because our defense is going to go right back out. And to speak to the defensive depth uh, up front, that's going to be key where they can keep the the foot on the pedal because uh, they are so deep on that front seven. So um, it's, it's going to be exciting to see uh, how they go about on offense, knowing that they have the weapons to score when they want and see – how they can dictate the game with Travion Henderson. Yeah, I mean, it just it feels to me like this team probably goes as far as the defense takes it. I mean, is that a fair, fair thing uh, to think early in the year? Absolutely. Um, with knowing what they have on offense, you just the, the only question mark really is that defense and how Jim Knowles uh, revamps those guys. So, by all accounts, this all has been a great offseason uh, from all of his interviews that I've that I've seen. He's extremely happy with where they are going into the season. And uh, I think it was this last interview um, last Monday where he said he wants to have something kind of that no one's seen. So he has like 75% of that defense installed, but wants to have a couple tricks up his sleeve just in case they have to adapt during the game. So it'll be <laughs> exciting to see. Hopefully we don't have to see those in week one and see what those are. Uh, hopefully he saves those for uh, later down the road. And how funny was he when he, when he referenced that, not just saying – you know, hey, I've, I've always got some things that I haven't installed, but he's like, yeah, I mean, there's things I want to do that I haven't even told my assistants. Like, I am just <laughs> under lock and key. Nobody's going to know where my head's at coming into these games um, or, or in any given week. I, I just thought that was uh, was very coy of him. You know, the the defense, they needed a, a mindset change. Mm-hmm. I think as the year went along, you got a bunch of young guys. I mean, gosh, how many guys did we see rotating early in the year that just probably won't see the field? Certainly in a normal year, you're not going to be playing three deep at any given position. Maybe on the defensive line, Larry Johnson said he could go 12 to 14 total linemen, but you're not usually playing your third string linebackers or your third string defensive backs in like meaningful snaps. It just doesn't happen very often. And last year it happened a little too frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so as their toughness got challenged, and I, I, I've used this um, this particular example a few times, but I think it's a really, really pertinent one. You know, Tommy Eichenberg, who I think the world of, he's a great kid. He's super humble. He's pretty quiet. He's the ultimate just don't listen to what I say because I'm not saying a whole lot. Just follow me for what I'm doing. Um, and his teammates love him. He he had a tough game against Tulsa. He's a starting Mike linebacker for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He had zero tackles mm-hmm. against Tulsa. I, I mean, I don't know how you even explain that. 
turn that into what he did in the Rose Bowl as the defensive MVP with 17 tackles. And anybody who turned that game on for five minutes, if they were watching the Buckeyes play defense, because certainly Stroud and Smith and Jigba caught your attention on the offensive mm-hmm. side. If you're watching Ohio State play defense, you immediately were drawn to Tommy Eichenberg because of the growth that he took throughout the year. And, and he's the guy. He is absolutely locked in stone, a starting linebacker for this team this year. So I, I guess I, I rehash all that to kind of just basically say that, look, this team needed a toughness change uh, maybe in the offseason when things didn't go well last year, especially late in the year. And I <laughs> – it's, it's not fair to say this because Kerry Combs was as passionate and, and as dedicated a coach as you're going to find. He was so good for Ohio State. The results just didn't work as a coordinator. But Jim Knowles exudes – as a fan, what you want your defensive coordinator to be. He's he's gritty, you know, he's he's scruffy physically, he's kind of quiet, the bill of his hat's always pulled too low over his eyes. He's just kind of like a he's like a mean looking dude who's a really nice guy. Um, but God, I just can't like wanting to see that change and then seeing you know what his yeah, yeah, yeah. And to yeah. physically see him come in the room as a fan you're like that's the guy that's our that's our guy we're good it's yeah. we're, we're going to be fine and it, we all saw the performances of the Ohio State defense the last couple of years and it was probably time for a new voice in the room it, 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 eventually guys that are around the program for a while eventually that that to that kind of tune it out a little bit they kind of know what they're going to say. They know what they're going to do. So a fresh voice in that room is definitely not not a bad thing. And and from all accounts and hearing Jim Knowles speak, it sounds like Tommy Eichenberg's the type of player that he would create in a lab to run his defense. Because yeah. it sounds like it, it, he could be a son, uh, the way they're both kind of quiet, soft-spoken. Jim Knowles, it, it, the way he goes about it, seems like the same way Tommy Eichenberg goes about it. Kind of keeps it close. Uh, close knit, um, close to the chest and doesn't reveal too much and kind of quiet goes about their business. So uh, pretty two tough nosed uh, guys, it seems like. And while we're on the defense, too, I'm excited to see Steel Chambers play, have one year of, uh, of linebacker under his belt, the improvement that he made, really the improvement of both of them. I think it's, it's huge going into this season and to see Steel have a, another big season and continue to improve and fly around on defense by all accounts this offseason. That's all he's been doing. So uh, it's going to be exciting to watch those two linebackers. Yeah, and look, you know, we've got still several days leading up to the game, and I think we're going to spend some more time this week talking specifically about the defense. Um, but I, I am drawn to thinking back toward where we were at this point a year ago in the linebacker room, having graduated or lost to the NFL, basically four guys had played a crap load of football. And, and you feel like, okay, we got some talent. Let's see what happens. But you, you didn't have like an established dude in that room. And now a year later, I just don't have concerns about the linebackers. I, I don't feel the same level of uncertainty in that room that I felt going into last year, which I think is just critical for, for the success of the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Feel the same exact way about that linebacker room right now. All right. Well, um, I can't believe it's already Monday of game week. Uh, we are five days away from uh, from kickoff against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and 
Uh, we've got some really fun coverage plans for you on Buckeyes Now throughout the course of the year and certainly hope that you'll make this a daily stop. Uh, BuckeyesNow.com is your, your website home for all the latest breaking news and analysis on the team. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you, you won't miss any content like this. Hit the, the notification bell so you'll know when every time that we go live or uh, post new content. Um, looking forward to hearing from Ryan Day and from his staff tomorrow. Uh, it should be Coach Day, and then typically we get at least one coordinator uh, and a couple of players that will be in the team room. So we'll stream that press conference live for you, as we always do. Uh, Wednesday, as usual, we'll have access to a, a handful of players after practice Wednesday night. Thursday is a Ryan Day coaches show, and uh, that sets us up for basically our preview show on uh, on Friday, getting ready for Saturday's game. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to bringing you great content all throughout the course of the season, and, and certainly hope you'll support us. You can find us on our social media channels at Buckeyes Now SI, uh, and again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick, Buckeye Breakdown on Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated. Look forward to seeing you soon.